Obviously, got a big kick out of that yesterday. Otherwise, I wouldn't play it. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito teaming up again. Uh, 736 with John Landecker at 720 WGN. Welcoming in. You want to talk about sports? You want to talk about football? You want to talk about existing between Hamp and OB? That would be Andy Mazur. How are you, Andy? Thanks for uh, joining us tonight. Absolutely, John. My pleasure. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. So we have this game yesterday. What are your impressions of uh, what happened? Yeah, first of all, I thought you know the first uh, first three quarters of the game were rather uh, a snooze fest. There was yeah. a whole lot going on, uh, but uh, you know I think the better team won. I mean, it's uh, it, it's a shame too that there was great stories with with Brock Purdy, of course, a couple of years ago being the last guy taken in the draft, and then two years as a starter. Uh, really, his first full season as a starter gets the Forty ers to the to the Super Bowl. They were trying to win their first title in uh, almost 30 years. And then you've got uh, the other story with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid trying to go back-to-back. It hadn't been done in 20 years. So they uh, are, are the, the modern-day dynasty, I guess you could say, the New England Patriot variety from back in the early 2000s. But, you know, the things that Patrick Mahomes is able to do on the football field, just the, the, the will he shows, you know, time was running down in regulation and time was running down in the first overtime and he didn't look like he was sweating at all. It's just absolutely amazing that he, you know, they, they throw the cliche around ice water in your veins. Well, he was really cool. I mean, it, you really couldn't tell that the game was on the line, that there was any pressure on him at all because experience wins out. I mean, he had been there before. He had understood that uh, even when they were down by double digits, that the game wasn't nearly over. And uh, he found a way to get that team to win. I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, the way legends are born, if I remember the way Tom Brady became the GOAT, it's what Patrick Mahomes did for the winning score. And that is, with time running out, somehow you drive your team down the field. And it's not, you know, it's it's 70, it's 80, it's some, you know, it's it's a long way. Okay, and you've got like zero timeouts or one timeout left or whatever. And you've got to go the entire length of the field, and you've got to score a touchdown to win with time running out. And that's what he did. And that's what, that's how Tom Brady became Tom Brady, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, you know, Tom Brady was not expected to be Tom Brady. I mean, he was drafted right. in the sixth round out of Michigan. <laughs> yes. yeah. Nobody really expected that. I mean, but, right. but for an injury to Drew Bledsoe, that, that was the only reason he got, even got out there. Right. Um, you know, so it, it's, it's the thing too. I mean, when when you talk about the end of regulation, when they needed the field goal to to send it through to overtime, you know, Mahomes has in the back of the mind this this is how what a team with a good place kicker can do because they have such confidence in Harrison Butker that they knew that if they got the ball to within a fifty yard field goal or fifty two yard field goal or fifty four yard field goal, there was a pretty good chance the game was going to overtime. So there's a little less pressure on them, but obviously they wanted to get as close as they possibly could. And you're right, at the end of the game, I mean, at the end of the, the overtime, man, he was just pulling things out of his out of his hat. I mean, I don't know where he, I don't know if a lot of these plays were called or if it was just a sense of uh, him feeling uh, the pressure or stepping out of the pocket or staying right. in the pocket. Yeah. Uh, it, it was an amazing performance from, from the homes. I wasn't surprised that when the game was on the line, and you're talking about the Super Bowl and a possible dynasty, that he would, you know, drop back into the pocket, and if there was an opening, he'd take off down the middle of the field, which he did at least a couple of times for some pretty significant uh, yardage because 
I, I thought the 49ers were sort of guarding their flanks. You know, they're going to come this way. They're going to come that way. We're going to go to, we're going up the middle to get him. But if they don't get him up the middle, then there's no middle. So when, when he sees yeah. that, he just, when he sees that, he just takes off, uh, which I thought was great. Um, I don't think I saw him do that much of it during the regular season. You know, once in a while he'll do that because he'll be able to read a defense and realize that the 49ers are playing kind of a, I won't say prevent, but they were playing deep. They were playing to prevent uh, the bomb, the long yeah, pass, the, right. the, the big hitter. And he saw that, and he noticed that the, the ends were keeping in their containment, which means they weren't trying to dive inside at him. They were trying to stay away so that he couldn't leave the pocket and go around either sideline. So what does he do? He goes right up the middle, and there's open real estate for miles, it seems. Uh, you know, one, he slid. He, he did the right thing. He slid. Yeah. The other thing, he, the other time, he was not going down without a, without being tackled. Right. And yeah. he he really he earned that one. And uh, they were both in critical plays. I mean, one of them was a third down and long that he was able to convert. Uh, obviously, that would have been four down territory for them anyway because you, you can't punt. You got to get that. You have to get that uh, that field goal to to get it to overtime. And and obviously, knowing that the the 49ers had already kicked a field goal in overtime. You have to score at least a, a field goal to keep it going. And uh, as it turned out, they get the touchdown to win it. Well, they've changed the overtime rules. What over the past? Yes, they did. How, how many years? Two years has it been? Or it's two years? It, 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 yeah, it came into it came into effect yeah. uh, right after the playoffs of 2023. Uh, actually, 2022 into 2023. That was, that was the reason, it was because the Mahomes uh, and Josh Allen game, the overtime game that they played at Arrowhead Stadium, was the first team that gets the ball, if you, if you go out and score a touchdown, the game is over. So Josh Allen never got a chance to touch the ball in that in that game. And people were saying, hey, listen, this is a playoff game. I mean, this, <laughs> this should be a situation where both quarterbacks should at least have a chance to touch the ball. And the NFL agreed. And the only way that the game could have ended in the first possession is by either safety or defensive touchdown. That's the only way that it could have ended uh, with the first possession of the game, of the overtime. But there were some interesting tweaks to that rule that I'm I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, wait a minute, what am I missing here? Because the clock is running down in the first overtime period and and time is almost running out. I'm thinking, what are you doing? You're not calling timeout. And thank goodness for Tony Rowan. I don't don't think I'd ever really thought I would ever say that out loud. But he said, yeah, there's a reason they're not calling timeout because if this quarter ends, there's another 15 minutes of, of football until a winner is decided. And it, it didn't even occur to me at that point. And I went back and started reading the rules and thinking, yeah, okay, now this makes sense because you can't end you know, the overtime without really concluding the first possession that the other team has. Yeah. So it was a little crazy. There were a lot of people screaming at their TVs, including me. <laughs> you know, the the old rule I just thought was ridiculous just on the face of it. Forget if it was a in any level of sports, you know, if it, overtime in high school, overtime in college, overtime in the pros. If you if one team has the ball and the other team has no opportunity to get their hands on the ball in overtime, I mean, there's something inherently wrong with that. It's it always seemed to me so. I was pleased to hear that they had changed the rules to accommodate that. That was crazy. Yeah. I mean, remember back to the days too, where it was, it was just sudden death. And if you remember back to the Thanksgiving day game in 1980, where the bears beat the lions, on a Davy Williams, 95 yard touchdown return. That was it. 
game was over in 18 yeah. seconds. It was over 18 seconds of overtime. And okay, good night, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, and, and that was the end of it. You know, uh, the NHL does the same thing during the playoffs where, yeah, it's sudden death. It's not a time period. And then you go to shootouts, which is what they do in the regular season. And of course, we know Major League Baseball is kind of screwing up their extra innings with the ghost runner at, at second base and all this nonsense. But I, I think the NFL got it right. I think that uh, I, I would have certainly been disappointed if Brock Purdy had gone down the field and and scored a uh, touchdown on the first possession, and we never get a chance to see Patrick Mahomes oh, try to rally his team absolutely. in the Super Bowl, nonetheless. I mean, I Come think they, yeah, they, did it, they did it right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're talking to Andy Mazur. We're going to do more. Everybody does a Christopher Walken, and um, that was for BMW, I believe. Yeah, and since I remember the sponsor, I guess it worked. Uh, 748 at 720 WGN. John Landecker along with Andy Mazur. You know what, Andy? We were talking about overtime in the NFL. I remembered that I don't know what year it was. Tim Tebow didn't. I mean, he, how many years was he in the NFL? Tim Tebow. It wasn't that many years, was it? Or I mean, he no. He played here. He played there. It didn't last. But I remember. I think he was playing for the Denver Broncos at quarterback, mm-hmm. and they went into overtime, and Denver was the receiving team. Uh, so the opening the opening kickoff of overtime, and they get the ball, I don't know, somewhere 10, 20-yard line, whatever it was. Tebow unloads on a receiver, and the guy runs the entire length of the field. Game over. Game over. That, that was the end yeah, that, was, of that. that was 2011, uh, yeah. 2011 against the Steelers, and it was uh, Demarius Thomas that, that caught the pass. And yeah. it was, at that time, the quickest overtime in NFL history. Because <laughs> well, yeah, it's one play. It was the first play. Yeah. Uh, it was 80 which, yards. Yeah. Which was like, well, that took the air out of the balloon. I thought we were going to have a yeah. little competition here, but no. Um, yeah. took, the, it, took the wind right out of the sails. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agreed with you earlier that um, for quite a while it seemed like much more of a defensive struggle, a defensive, offensive struggle. Not, I mean, the defense for both teams was playing pretty well. With the exception of, and this everybody says this before games, and that's because it's true, penalties and turnovers can kill you, um, as demonstrated yesterday. And the game sort of, with the term lumbered along, be an incorrect mm-hmm. term? I thought it was really lumbering along. Um, and once they got into the overtime, even the, I believe the official said, we're going to start a new game. And I'm like, yeah. Yep. This is going to be a brand new game because that other one, I mean, you're getting your money's worth. Do you, speaking of money's worth, do you know anything about wagering on sports? Yeah, a little bit here and there. Okay. I don't. So that's why I call talk to Sam Pendiatovich okay. all the time. So, yeah. oh, by the way, there was a prop that I understand on how long Reba McIntyre would take to sing the national anthem. Ninety seconds. I timed it out, and but does that include the? I think it was five seconds musical intro, or does that only mean when she opens her mouth? <laughs> well, I think it's the whole thing because there was actually a little controversy over that. Um, uh-huh. I, I believe I believe it was ninety ninety and a half seconds was the over under, and there yeah. was a trail out of her voice at the very end. Yes, that's right. It clips. 
eclipsed and made it like 91 seconds. So there's one, there was one casino, I believe it might have been MGM, because of that disparity and just because the, there, was, there were people that were complaining about it, obviously, to bet the under, and people were very happy when they bet the over. But uh, MGM paid out both. They paid out everybody. Wow, well, that's good. Um, a good was, move on their part. That's yeah, good. Uh, that's good casino PR. If you're going to be in that business, yeah, they made money. They made money off of every other prop bet. So why not? Of course, right? of course. <laughs> now, what effect you could bet on the game? Well, how do I put this? If you bet the game is going to end in a tie, then you automatically concede that it's going to go into overtime. So, right? Do you do you bet twice? Once to have a tie, and then who do you pick in overtime? Is that how that works? Yeah, so uh, it, it depends on what uh, you know, what app you're using, what casino you're going with. Um, right. So, for instance, I was looking at uh, one of our Hampton OB sponsors, Circus Sports uh, in Illinois. They have their app, and I was just for fun was kind of looking at what some of their prop bets were, and they actually were one of the few casinos that had had squares. So if you ever played squares at a party, sure. Basically, one you know one team's written on the top, one team's written on the side, and the numbers add up. Or there's a, a zero and a one, or a zero and a zero. And that means that the last number of the score is zero and zero. You would win if you had the zero zero number between San Francisco and, and Kansas City. Right. So they had those numbers for every quarter. Uh, you could bet. You could bet all those. You could bet the game itself, which ended up going off in, in their book at uh, Kansas City plus two. And you could also bet. The, the total, which was 47 and a half, you could bet the over or the under, turns out that it ended at 47 exactly. <laughs> and the game was decided by three points. So you don't, were, don't, don't tell me that these guys that set the lines don't know what they're talking about. Let me tell you. That, they're that right would, on. That would bl- drive me crazy. People say, well, why don't you bet yeah. because of that? You think, I mean, I mean, yeah, you may win some money, you may lose some money, but there's going to be some... I, I get involved in the game just as a game. I don't need the extra stress mm-hmm. of whether or not somebody's going to go over or under or cover the spread or whatever. Um, right. So that's why... I, not that, there's you know, nothing, the, the I nice don't thing, have anything against nice thing, it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But the nice thing for, for casual observers of the game that have some reason to watch it, um, you, know, you, could, you could bet uh, the, the yardage of the longest field goal kick. Yeah. And I think that was... a 49, I think that was where they set the number, and that would have been over three times because the, the, the record for the NFL longest field goal was set three times in, <laughs> in that, that game. game. In that one uh, game, yeah, yeah, I thought I heard that right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, you, you, there's a lot of things. I mean, the, the, you know, the Gatorade color at the very end is also a big prop bet, <laughs> and it was purple. So that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you could, you could, oh, if you could have I no know. rooting interest whatsoever yeah, in either of these yeah. teams and now watch could... the game just for the last That's the kind of thing I would bet on. I would bet on what color is the Gatorade because, you know, you probably got a 50-50 chance, right? Or is there more than two colors? Yeah, right. right? I mean, those are the kind of odds I can deal with, and it's sort of fun. The other one, uh, way too much math, (laughs) way too much pressure. Uh, That's why the professional, that's why those who do that are, some of them are quote-unquote professional gamblers. Not me. Correct. I mean, Correct. they're professional yeah. for a reason. So, hey, wait a yeah. minute. Before you get, we've only got about 90 seconds. They mm-hmm. run these ads with The Rock about spring football. USFL yeah. combining with, what was the other the one? XFL. XFL. 
or what is it, the USXFL or something like that? It's like uh, the American League of Football or something to that effect. They've they combined the two because they were both kind of struggling a little bit right. as uh, rival leagues for against the NFL. So they figured uh, if you can't beat them, we may as well join them, and they're, they're going to put their forces together and start playing some football here in the spring when people are, are craving yeah. watching football. I mean, there's I certain know. people who just love watching, watching the sport. I don't, I don't um, know what they, teams, they what I don't know what teams, what yeah. cities. Um, no one has any yeah, alleg- they, allegiance, you know. Yeah, there were a couple of guys that actually got tryouts in the NFL from from both of those uh, both of those leagues last year, and a uh, few made it. But it's it's a good thing for for guys that uh, have graduated college or have been in the NFL before and just have it in their blood and just yeah. can't can't yeah, they, yeah. they do it for the love of the game. They're not making yeah. any, a lot of money at it. And maybe you get a chance to play again in the NFL. Good enough. Any parting words that you care to share, Andy? Yeah. Pitchers and catchers report next week. <laughs> Good one. Some this week, actually. Yeah, <laughs> some actually this week. Right. Let's get some baseball going, you know? Let's get, let's get this cranked up because now that the NFL season is over, yeah, we got the draft to worry about in April, but let's not worry about that yet because there's going to be so many twists and turns in that saga. Uh, with Ryan Poles and what he's going to do with that uh, number one pick. But, you know, let, let's, let's talk to baseball because that that's happening. I mean, Arizona and Florida, the spring training sites are, are opening up. And uh, baseball is a little over a month away, a month and a half away or so. Wow. How about that? All right, Andy. You thank you. Love having you on. Loving you having, love having your sports expertise. That's Andy Mazur from the WGN news slash sports department slash I sit between Hamp and OB department.